0: You're listening to Uprising, the rebuilt student podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hey everyone, welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, and with me is Kelly and Daniel. Today's car ride's worth of content, we're continuing the conversation about parents. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I encourage you to go back and take a listen where we kicked off this conversation, and today we're going to dive a little deeper and discuss how we can help parents lead their family. But before we get started, I need to ask my favorite question, what are you guys loving right now?
1: I can't wait to go home to Idaho in a couple of weeks because I get to see my nephew, Brooks.
0: Oh, how old is he?
1: He just turned a year oh. in June and my brother and sister-in-law adopted him, uh, in August last year. So their, their gotcha day is coming up in August oh. and oh. I've only gotten to see him once. It was last Christmas and I haven't been home to Idaho since then. Wow see my family but he's just the happiest little boy and so cute and I feel like I'm missing out a little bit I love Brooks
0: a gotcha day I love that gotcha day that's so cute
2: well along those lines I am celebrating the gotcha day for the dog I adopted (laughs) last July so it's been one year since I adopted moose and he is an amazing dog. I am loving my dog Moose Almost right now. Almost as big as a moose. He's so fun. <laughs> his ears. He's small, but his ears are as big as a moose's antlers. That's why his name is Moose. He's so cute. cute. Oh, gotcha days all around. This will be no surprise to
0: either of you. What I am loving right now is Chipotle. You're always, I always love loving chipotle, chipotle I know, right I, now. I could do it every day. <laughs> I <botch eat> chipotle <laughs> <laughs> like twice a week. At least. At least.
1: Twice a day.
0: <laughs> I have done that before, don't you? Oh Think my I goodness. Haven't. Love chipotle. What's
1: your, oh, what do you it's get? So
0: good. A bowl, but lately I've been getting it without rice. So I feel a little less guilty about it, you know, because they put in like three cups of rice yeah, into that so bowl. So good. Yeah, I get steak like all the salsas i love it super spicy mm. <laughs> so good
1: what's the difference between a bowl and a salad at chipotle
0: the, the lettuce the
1: lettuce is on top <laughs> versus on the bottom that's but the way they cut it. the
0: lettuce is different it's like big pieces of lettuce for the salad that's, that's why do like I don't strips like. on top yeah it's just mm. a little shredded lettuce for the bowls
1: because yeah you end up with like a couple of pieces of lettuce if you get the bowl yeah, yeah. it doesn't really fit yeah. on top it doesn't
0: work it doesn't work at all no all
2: right what are we talking about today
0: we are talking about helping parents lead their family. So once we've become allies with these parents, or allies, as Daniel likes to say, <laughs> how do we help them lead their family in their faith?
1: This is so important in today's world because parents are terrified that they're damaging their kids in some way. That's why they're helicopter parents.
2: But we are damaging our kids. We It's in inevitable. Some way. like just accept it. Not just
1: on. damaging though, but... <laughs> you're influencing your kids right with so much of who we are is shaped by our relationship with our parents and how they raise us but parents really are scared because there's so much unknown about technology and everything else and sexuality is changing and it's scary to be a parent in a lot of ways because they're exposed to so many things at an earlier age Um, And we just don't quite know how to deal with all of that.
2: Yeah. I mean, we hand it to them. We hand them that technology in like third or fourth grade. Mm -hmm. We hand them
1: YouTube. We hand them their own in third or fourth grade. They're pulling technology up when they're two. Oh, when two, two. yeah. One. For sure.
0: Yeah, school hands it to them now too. It's not even the parents. They're getting it from every angle.
1: So it's this era of helicopter parenting where parents are doing everything for their kids. There's a story in the last few months about... Uh, the parents who got in trouble because they got their kids into different colleges by writing their applications or their essays,
2: having people sit in for they their SAT. They do everything for them.
1: Yeah. Um, so what does it really mean for us to help parents to lead their families, not to be writing their applications, um, but what does real leadership look like in families?
2: Well, and we should say up front too, like this doesn't exactly feel like this is my job as a youth minister, right? Like, They come here, the teens come here and we fill them and feed them and give them a message and teach them how to worship. And we give them small groups. Like, why are we involved in their family? But this is all part of it. Like we, we don't, we aren't effective without trying to get the family on board in some way.
1: And in truth, what we ideally should be doing in youth ministry, and there wasn't really youth ministry until the last few decades because parents were fulfilling this role Mm -hmm. that youth ministry fills in a lot of ways. Um, this kind of gap, this vacuum of leadership in the family. And so you're right. It's not really what our responsibility is. We're youth ministers. We're right meeting with their We're kids. We're not
2: counselors for parents, right?
1: But it's a, It's become a huge part of our role in leading teens is to lead their right. parents as well. So the first thing for us is to realize that parents are the greatest indicator in the faith life of their child, So if if parents, especially fathers, statistics show we're not just partial to men, but but especially fathers, Mm -hmm. um, probably because it's rarer for fathers to be the ones practicing faith. But if parents in general, especially fathers, practice their faith, their kids are far more likely. Just a couple of statistics on this. Um, This is from the Pew people. Pew, Pew Research. Pew Research. <laughs> I think that's such a funny name. <laughs> Pew. Uh, so of parents that indicate their faith is extremely or very important in their daily lives, 67% of their teenagers, of their children report that their faith is also extremely or very important in their lives. So two thirds of parents whose faith is important, faith wow. is important to their kids. Now on the flip side of that, parents who indicate that their faith is not very important in their daily lives two percent of their teenage children report Mm. that their faith is extremely important wow so uh there's there's more statistics that they figured out like that um but the idea is if it's important to the parents it's far more likely to be important to the kids not for every single kid but the faith life of the parents is the biggest indicator it's not how great their small group leader is it's not anything else it's Mm, parents okay so I'm the only big responsibility. at this table right here, <laughs> right, right now, feeling it, but we can all be influencers of parents. Yes. So how can we help parents lead? We have a few ideas.
2: Yeah. So the first idea is helping parents talk to their kids. I mean, this one is, it's, it's easy. I mean, maybe it's not easy. It's very, very simple to help parents be able to talk to their kids. If you can get parents to read a handout or an email that you're sending. Um, I've read books about how to talk to my kids, like just being encouraged to talk to my kids in a certain way with a certain tone um, is, has been so helpful to my relationship with my kids. And so we can help parents talk to their kids. We can give them the content that we are going over in small group. We can offer follow-up questions and activities related to that. This year, we're going to start what we're calling a car card, which is like a postcard size card that just says, here's what to talk about in the car after you pick your child up. I mean, that's where I have the best conversations with my kids. So. Um, I have two boys so I appreciate the idea of a car card that's something that's just sitting on my dashboard and I glance at it before they get in the car and I have one question that I can ask them Um, so and then we also have parent cues which we mentioned in the last podcast which we work on for every series so if we do a five-week series we have five weeks on the parent cue that says here's what to ask this week I heard you were talking about you know honesty In small group, who's your most honest friend or why do you think ninth graders care about honesty? So we're just offering some questions that they can ask. We're cueing them to ask about what we've been doing here at Nativity.
1: And parents appreciate little tips about talking to their kids, too. I told some parents in one of the trainings we had this year that boys do better when they're not doing Mm. it face-to-face no eye contact. So That's why I think the car mm-hmm. is effective for boys to have yeah, conversation. Definitely. And it was like revolutionary for this parent. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. Yeah. You're wow. so right. Um, and it's not anything that I invented. I just yeah. kind of figured that out through experience over time and people told me. And it's really true. I think with boys, I think girls thrive a little bit more. We tell all of our small groups to sit in circles, but I'm starting to to think that mm. with boys, it might not be the most it effective physical setup. Yeah. Um, hmm. Now, I don't think that they should sit in rows if they're sitting in a room together. I still think circles when you're in the room, no. but boys like if hiking around, yeah. moving, or just doing an activity together where they they can have their hands be busy with something mm-hmm. and be looking at that and then talking on the side. Yeah. It's just There's something about that that's less threatening. So just giving little tips like that to help parents have better conversations with their kids. So the first one is to help parents talk to their kids. Second way we can help parents lead is to help parents pray with and for their kids.
2: Yeah, this is a tough one. It's hard to, if you're not a out loud prayer, it's pretty hard to get people to do this. So it's it's just difficult to do in general. So here are some ways that we can help parents pray with and for their kids. Uh, we can give them opportunities here. That's one of the things that we do here at the church, here Um, during program or at the end of program, we invite parents in at various times of the year and then we pray out loud and we ask them to just join us by, you know, bowing their heads or closing their eyes, um, putting their hands up over, over the kids, um, something like that. So we invite them for adoration and we invite them to pray with us during adoration. We invite them to an end of year celebration where we pray over all the seniors and then we pray over all the teenagers, And then, um, we also have, uh, what we call 40 hours of prayer at our church every year. It's, it's the beginning of Lent. So if there's opportunities in the big church where there's prayer time, then you can invite parents to that as
1: well. At my last church where I worked, we had family prayer challenges. So it was like, pray the rosary with your family, Mm. you know, 10 times Mm. in the next month. And if you- I've never done that. I've never prayed the rosary with my family. mm -hmm then we had a little prize for all the families that did it. Um, We can send home little tips on prayer. We do that with our parent cues and sometimes in emails. I think a big part of it is to encourage it at big church and have it be part of a series. We're constantly talking about the steps and what your next step is and engaging in prayer and just having your pastor and your message be on board with, um, parents and encouraging them that way. Um, But I think at some point, and we haven't really done this, you have to tell people to do something explicitly. Mm -hmm. Like we need to be telling our parents to pray with their teens and with their family. Now, if they haven't ever prayed with their family before and their kids are teenagers, it's really hard to get started on that. Like. Can you imagine if you'd never prayed, Kelly, with your teenage I, boys? I cannot imagine. You, you thought, imagine oh, trying I need to, to start, start doing now. that. And Mm-mm. you tried to call them in.
2: No, it's so normal to them to have either my husband or myself just praying for someone out loud. It's so normal mm-hmm. to them.
1: But, but it's it hard to get it started. Really, it's still hard. It's, mm-hmm. it's
2: normal to them. And it's still hard to say, hey, let's pause and pray for a minute. It's really difficult.
1: So it has to be part of the bigger church strategy, too, where you're starting them as kids. Praying. Yes. And the parents are praying for them even from when they're infants, when they're babies in the mama's womb. Yep. You're praying, praying for him.
2: them. I like that you have here, start somewhere with helping parents to pray with their kids. Start somewhere. And I think an easy place to start is mealtime. That feels like an mm-hmm. easy Like my family did not pray together except before dinner. We always prayed before dinner. And it was a rote prayer, but nonetheless, we still held hands, paused and prayed. And so that's somewhere to start. I guess. Something, right?
0: Definitely. I think another great place to start, especially for those teen parents who it is intimidating to try and start this now that you mm-hmm. haven't developed since they were children is sharing your faith story and where you're in your faith. I think that is Huge for teenagers to hear that because it's probably something if you're not praying with them, it's not necessarily a prayer, but it's a way to just start that conversation openly of faith with one another. And they want to hear it because they have no idea. And it's just opening that conversation and then eventually can lead
2: to you guys praying together. Yeah, they need to know that you struggle too.
1: And we had our parents do that as part of our confirmation group this year. That was the first step for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so first thing, way that we can help parents lead, help parents talk to their kids. The second is to help parents pray with and for their kids. The third is to help parents with tough issues. So tough issues would include technology and sex. I think those are the two biggest ones those right are two now. Two biggies. Dating, how to have conversations with your teenager.
2: Yeah, and then I guess there's the other would be like teens that are in crisis or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, hurting themselves, cutting, that kind of thing. But technology and sex and dating seem to be the two biggest, and we try to do something every year related to those two things. Um, Every year we have a workshop, and this past year we did it on technology, but we kind of um, weaved in sex and dating because it seems to be related to technology in a big way. And we also talk to students about sex and dating pretty much every year in, in different creative ways, and so parents are getting that parent cue uh, coming home every time we talk about that to try to encourage them to um, talk to their kids about these tough issues.
1: Yeah, we like to also have the small group leader make regular contact with the parents. And if we're talking about sex and dating as part of a series, the small group leader can offer some insight and the parent cues to do that to some degree. Um, we'll occasionally send out helpful videos or tips. It's not even stuff that we create some of the time. We love Father yeah, Mike Schmidt's videos. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Those sort of things. And then the parent cues can offer some brief advice as well. All right. So four things to help parents lead. Help parents talk to their kids. Help parents pray with and for their kids. Help parents with tough issues. And the fourth and final thing is to help parents connect with other parents. So we have some parents um, who could be on hand as Coaches and this is sort of a new idea, but if you have parents who can't really commit to your ministry but are great parents who you think could help others who are struggling and maybe just sort of be on call um as even like counselors sort of for, for parents.
2: The hard part is parents don't reach out and they say don't. they're struggling. Like mm-hmm. we have to we have to find those opportunities. So you gotta be proactive about mm-hmm, that and very. go to a
1: parent who's effective and, and ask them if they'd be willing to do that. Um, but the biggest way that we help parents connect with other parents is to just leave time for discussion at our trainings. Um, we realized we're talking at them most of the time when we do trainings and so like half of the time for a training, which feels like a lot of time, yeah, but they really want it's to not to talk to each other. Yeah. They just need to talk and process through things and share their wisdom yes. with each other and encourage one another. Um and then also just one last thing is to invite their feedback regularly. If mm. parents can feel like they're heard, um, then they feel like they're part of it. Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah. And our biggest win from helping parents lead their family was within that workshop that we had about technology and watching them in action, just be able to discuss with other parents. We got a lot of great feedback, how great it was that they walked away. They were praying for each other's kids. They all took a name and also just feeling like you're not in it alone. There are other parents who are struggling with the same thing or parents of younger kids and you had struggled with that so you can offer them advice but just meeting with other parents and sharing your journey as a parent as a parent trying to lead them in their faith so that's one of our biggest wins from all of that so there you have it our four ways to help parents lead their family help parents talk to their kids help parents pray with and for their kids help parents with tough issues and help parents connect with other parents Thank you all so much for joining us today on Uprising. We love you guys. Tune in next time. We'll be continuing this topic of parents to give you some ideas of what draws parents into your ministry.